Yo, what's up everyone? It's your man DJ Mr. Chris with another episode of Hip Hop Calypse. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to another fresh episode, y'all. That's what's up. I greatly appreciate it. So check it out. Y'all, it doesn't get too much better than this. I told y'all I wasn't tripping with y'all. Hip Hop Calypse is getting real. Today, I have one-fifth of one of the most impactful, influential, inspirational, prolific rap groups of all times. This member here, he's a man with the most angelic voice as well as one of the most vicious deliveries that I have ever heard in hip-hop. Ladies and gentlemen, he's been in the studios with Easy e Mr. Tupac Shakur, as well as the Notorious Big. Before I introduce you to who this man is, let me let y'all peep some of his workout. 7 a.m. broke in the morning with Henny Caffeine and Green and Nicotino Dose So pop a double of dope that I ripped up Nigga, Mr. Clean, make it clean Deep in my temple and I do get sentimentally stained With my, with my, with my, with my, with my. sit back and listen to my interview With the man, the myth, the legend, the enigmatic one From Bone Thugs and Harmony, Mr. Busy Bone Um, ladies and gentlemen this is a very, very, each and every single one of y'all that are listening right now to my podcast, Hip Hopocalypse, thank you so much. And this is a very monumental interview that I'm doing today. Today I have one-fifth of the most talented, prolific, influential rap group of all time. This man has had the opportunity to work with Easy e Tupac, Notorious Big, in my opinion, one of the most cerebral, strategic, enigmatic lyricists that has ever graced the stage and that has ever been heard on a track. I have the man with the most angelic and vicious cadence in hip-hop. I have Mr. Brian McCain, but y'all may know him as Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Busy, what's up, baby? I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, I appreciate that. Um, definitely. Um, good to be here. Glad to be here. Let's get into oh, it. Oh man, man, that's so so. So you know what, busy? What we're gonna do, man? We we we're just gonna skip to. We're gonna skip today to, until to uh, to present day, and then work our way back because I think true hip hop fans they know y'all origins. They know somewhat how y'all got together. And so what I want to do is I want to concentrate on a little bit of what you doing today. So check it out. I, I see that you moving out there, my man. Tell me what's going on today. I, I see, I see jam TV. Y'all just reached a milestone with subscribers not too long ago. Explain the concept behind jam TV, my man. Okay. Well, what's going on today is definitely jam TV, my YouTube channel. Um, my record, my new record, Carbon Monoxide, mm -hmm. um, and my children, Bloodline Harmony, um, who have been making noise for quite some time now. But Jam TV in general is something that it's every Thursday, it's every Saturday, content that constantly keeps going. Um, mm -hmm. We've been doing this for, we just started, I said, about two years and some change. Okay. Every Thursday and every Saturday, the people can see what's going on. It's It's something that is an addition to Crossroads. It's an addition to Thuggish Ruggish Bone. It's something outside of just doing shows or just putting out records or putting out movies or putting out books. It's something extra and something different. And it's going very, very well. As you said, we reached a milestone. Um, 
the numbers are constantly going and building and building and building. We've got 10,000 or 12,000 um, new viewers in the past uh, couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks since we received that award. And um, it's just one of those things, it's very informative. You know, I talk to people about veganism, health, society, what's going on with police brutality, what's going on with um, my music, what's going mm -hmm. on with uh, what's been going on in the industry, the effects of drugs in the industry. And I just hit a multiple variety of things. So that's what it is. It's a whole lot of stuff encompassed and, and um, on my YouTube channel. So it's like just getting a piece of my family, of course, my wife, my, my sons. Right. I've had Bone Thugs and Harmony has appeared. Snoop Dogg has appeared on my channel. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's doing pretty well. Man, that's what's up. And, and you know, as far as, a, as far as a fan, to me, that was powerful because what it did, it, it revealed so much of your personality that perhaps fans wasn't privy to at first. And so, you know, as a fan, there was always a mystery of Busy from our perspective that was fascinating. Uh, with that said, was it natural, you know, and I'm going to kind of get back into, you know, going back into historical times, I guess you can say. So uh, with that said, was it natural or designed or something that you morphed into? You're, you're really enigmatic. You're really a mystery out there. Was that something that you've always been that way? Or was it just from the bumps and bruises of life and the industries that you morphed into that? Because there's a mystery behind Busy Bone. You know, when everyone, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, the first question a lot of people ask is, Busy. You're definitely um, a fan favorite, it, but yeah, definitely. I think it. I think it's just who I am. I think it happens organically. I think that every person in this world, man, woman, um, they're touched at birth. Um, mm -hmm. I believe humanity is such of a powerful, unstudied thing. Um, once we go beyond the afterlife, once we go beyond dreams. And a few different things, we usually stop and just live until we get there. Right. So I right. think that it's it's something that everybody has, I think, in, in their own way. They, everyone has their own specialty and their own niche in humanity and in this world. So I, I think that that's what it is. I think it's just who I am. Um, I think that everything that anyone goes through, including myself, will always mold you into being what you want to be. It's just up to you to understand, is that the right kind of clay? Is that mm -hmm. how you want to, is, is that, you know, is that the right kind of, of look? Is that the right way to go? Should I, uh, should I learn off of this or should I throw this away because it's not good? So I think that we all have those things as well, but I just think it's naturally who I am as far as being, uh, I did a song called Enigma and right. a lot of people can't really explain a lot of things that happen with pretty much anybody so i think we're all in our own way enigmatic so absolutely i absolutely. think it's humanity absolutely so you know I'm, I'm a little bit up there in age so i've been um I, i've had the opportunity to uh be around some very influential people in my mind that they were legends and so quite obviously You've been in the industry for a long time and you guys are held and heralded as legends in the industry. One of the, one, you know, 
one of one of the if not the best rap group of all times i have a saying that you know legends don't have to reinvent themselves because most legends are typically the pioneers or they're they're the originators of a certain style of something um that they created you guys quite obviously came up with the style that is that cannot be duplicated Last year, you released Carbon Monoxide. I listened listened to all of the tracks, man, and they were banging. In fact, I think my only complaint about it was, and I had sent you a message and you gave me a couple of Armstrongs. I said, hey, (laughs) I wish there was more tracks. Uh, It was a lot of tracks, but I was enjoying it so much. I was just like, man, this is done. I think it was one of the, uh, definitely, this album was well-disciplined. Now, yeah, it, it was well disciplined. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful analogy that I've I haven't heard that one before. But mm-hmm. hell, yeah, if I could go ahead, continue. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah. It so it was well disciplined. Um, the production was on point. The lyrics was on point. The music was on point. You were in the pocket. Harmony, melody, everything was sound. It was solid. Keeping in mind that you're a legend, what was the motivation behind that? I think it was by me wanting the rest of the group to come out with a brand new record and stomping and shouting that I had a new new producer. I got I, I see a, a way. Um, I'm being tapped on the shoulder by something special from up above. Um, it's time and. Um, not really getting the response that I wanted. And it just gave me that drive to do it myself and do it abundantly. And mm. that's when I talked to my fellas and, and let them know I'm gonna be doing this music for a while now. I'm gonna take a break off the road because um, I have something that I wanna give to our fan base, to the people, some things that I need to finish mm-hmm. career-wise, yeah. musically-wise. Um, I don't know if my guys were on the, that same page. Um, but that's what gave me that. It was the mm-hmm. fact that I wanted it for all my whole brand, but I was basically told it wasn't time for that. Okay. And it just gave me this, um, I need to go do this now because something big is gonna happen. I didn't know the coronavirus and all of that, the nonsense was gonna happen you know, with the world being the way it is and being shut down, but something was tapping me on my shoulder in 2018. And I kept telling my family, let's get off this road. Mm. Let's focus on this. Mm. Let's start working from a different angle and start generating um, our um, brand new um, traction and, and uh, from a different angle. And that's what it, it it was a plan that I had. I put it on the table for everyone, but I had to see it through even if it was just me. So that's what it felt like. It was just like when God tapped you on the shoulder and tell you, okay, this is do it now, now or never. If you don't mm-hmm. do it now, I'm telling you right now, if you don't do it now, then you won't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Period. You either listen to me or you don't. And I, I listened. And that's where we're at. So that's what it was. That's what gave me that. And then the producer, he just, fell in line, you know, with, you know, everything that we needed. He's like, you guys should sound like this. I used to be a fan of Bone Thugs and Harmony and I didn't like it when this happened with your records or I didn't like it when that happened with your videos. 
So I've got that kind of person next to me and that kind of team next to me that's attentive to the brand. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what, what, you know, made it what it is. And like you said, it's a disciplined record. And that's, man, I couldn't have said it no better. Very disciplined, because I'm just, Right. I'm up in the morning, I'm jogging, I'm, I'm eating right, taking mm-hmm. care of my children, making sure my wife feel good about, you know, our, our lives. And like I'm just set forth, my, my, my mom, my parents and my, 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 my siblings and then everything is where I need it to be. Nobody's, everyone's looking at me as the patriarch of the family. So I'm sure. able to be, I'm able to be that. And I just brought it to my music. You know, and much love um it's it, it was one of those albums man and there is a big and see you know i know the media outlets they're only going to tell you they're only going to show some certain things about certain people uh rather it's from edits or whatever the case is and so um to see where you are now uh as well as to hear where you are now especially being a fan it's a it's a great pleasure i'm you know quite naturally all of us, we're all a fan of the group itself, but more especially you, because you have that uh, enigmatic aura about yourself, the mystery more of the group, and not trying to sound offensive, but it's really nice to see where you are. And when I heard this, I says, man, that's spot on. One, one of the tracks that I really gravitated to was Stalking Me. Mm. That... I would say that that's probably the favorite, my favorite song on the album. Um, yeah, I love that one too. Yeah, that was <laughs> that sounded like it was real and it was kind of scary. Um, was that it real? Was real. <laughs> no, it was definitely real. It was just an accumulation of a bunch of different instances that I made into one. Mm-hmm. Um, some things continuous, some things that have happened, and it grew out of itself. So it was it was one of those things because I've had my fair share of that, um, of, of being stalked for, okay. you know, seriously and some things not as serious, but definitely I've, I've had that. So I just, I, I put a whole bunch of it together and made it into one, one thing because I don't want to, you know, I wanted to be able to get it out um, and, uh, and wrap it up. You know, you won't get a stalking me part two. It was right. just, it was right. what it was, and unless someone comes and stalks me later on, right, right, So, not not trying to go down the rabbit hole. You know, we we know about um, some some certain things um, just as of recently. But you you came out with another track called Alpha Male, and with listening to that song, it 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 did spawn a question from me with regards to you're a legend. Um, you've been around legends. Where do you want to see hip hop at today? I know it may sound like a crazy question. It may sound like no. a tough question because if someone asked me, "Am I a fan of today's hip hop?" Uh, I would I would have to say not as much as I was fans when I was coming up. Um, right. I, you know, I think it's a respectful answer. But as far as with you coming somebody from someone who's been around talent, who's been around legends. Where are you happy with where hip hop is today? And if not, yeah. where would you like to see it at? 
I'm I'm really, really happy with where hip hop is today. I think a lot of people see Atlanta being a mecca for not just hip hop, but a mecca for movies and a mecca for people of color. And mm-hmm. they they've taken over a lot of where New York used to be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't seem to really uh, gravitate because you can have a million followers as an Atlanta artist mm-hmm. and, and nobody else know you in the rest of the world. Absolutely. So a lot of the support that's coming in is coming in from their own place. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one of my one of my booking agents is like, B, I can't book my artists anywhere else except there and, and somewhere in Atlanta. And mm-hmm. this particular artist has millions of followers. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with where hip hop is. I think once you get a grip on it and you understand what's going on and what's happening, and you really understand that hip hop's in a good place. Hip hop is in a Kendrick Lamar place. Hip hop mm-hmm. is in a J. Cole place. Hip hop is, that's where hip hop is. And it's that's where it really, really is. It's just because the Atlanta artists support each other so much, it seems as if that's where hip hop is at. And, but and it's you not- know, you, you know, and with you being in the position that you've been in to where you've been able to see um, other icons and legends come up, now is, you know, because I'm, I'm a DJ and I've been a DJ for several years, but you have technology like Serato and uh, Virtual DJ, etc. Now you have people recording music out from their home studio, which I'm not knocking that, that's very good, but Busy, couldn't it be a little bit oversaturated now and convoluted with genuine hip-hop? I mean, I'm talking talking about um, now it just sounds like with all of these home studios and et cetera, it's really convoluted. Do you get that feeling as well? I mean, that's that that one sound. And I think because that one sound is being heard so much mm-hmm. that people tend to think that that's the plethora and that's where hip hop's not. Sure. It, it, it's just, it's there in your face. It's just like listening to Ice, Ice Baby or Don't Hurt Him Hammer or Can't Touch This over and over and over and over and over again because that's the only thing. All you got to do is seek for it and you'll find it. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that it's it's only convoluted to those that are in that one area. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just reach out, you'll find it. It's just with music now, you literally have to go search for what you like. And it's not going to, you're not going to hear Thuggish, Ruggish, Bone or Crossroads by chance and be like, oh, you might not hear a Drake song, or, excuse me, uh, a Kendrick Lamar song or, or a... Um, or, or Meek Mill's song and, and and be there with it that fast. So that's kind of where it is. You just got to search. When you, let's use that as a segue. Now, you recorded Crossroads. Uh, you and the rest of the fellas record, recorded Crossroads several years back in uh, uh, mid, mid-90s, around 90, 96, 97 or something right. like that. When you hear that now, you know, let's fast forward, you know, 20, 20 plus years. When you hear that now, you've probably been asked that question a lot of times. What does that do to you emotionally? When you hear songs like Crossroads and 
first of the month and and the other hits that you guys garnered in back in the days what does that do to you emotionally well usually when i listen to it it's on the stage and it's with so many people that have enjoyed it and came to hear it on stage mm -hmm. so it's a different feeling that mm -hmm. i get um i get i get a feeling of just i'm, I'm enamored with um just people that are living in that moment when it first came out so it's like time traveling in a good part of everybody's hearts and in their souls and in their minds that i'm out there looking at so it's such of a great energy that i'm getting back because people are really enjoying themselves um and when i hear it like when i'm just listening to it on my phone or whatnot um it it it, it feels good to see where i come from remember being in the studio I can get a DVD and, and watch how I recorded it. And so I'm able to put it all together to be able to see it being created. So I have all of these things at my disposal or whatever it is. So that's what it feels like. That's what's up, man. That, you know, I believe that Bone Thugs and Harmony was God ordained. There's, there's no other way to say it. It's God-ordained. Um, because the songs, especially the songs that uh, were, you know, the emotional balance song, especially uh, Crossroads, and, and actually the first of the month, there was always a piece from each and single, uh, from every piece, from every member, that it was a line or a punchline that, you know, we all remembered that really held, held true to us. So um, thank you so much for those memories, man. And thank you so much for the music. Um, I just got a couple more questions for you. And this is a two-part question. So part A, what was that one group that you guys paid attention to to see what they were doing when you guys were coming up? Y'all knew y'all were bad. Y'all knew that, y'all knew that, hey, listen, we, we, we a bad group here. But what was that one group that y'all paid attention to who was causing the ruckus like, okay, hey, listen, we, we got to kind of, you know, we, we need to work with these people. We need to get something with them because these guys are on fire. What was the group that you guys admire? NWA. Mm, okay. And before we left, we literally said we bring an easy E back to the hood. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we did. It was crazy, but we were just young just talking out the side of our necks. Mm -hmm. And we went, but we went everywhere. Like we we tried to holler at every label that it was in LA. Mm -hmm. And Easy and Easy was the one who got back at us. So definitely was NWA. That's real easy. NWA for real. Right, right. That's what's up. Easy E, man. Did his um was so there's some pros and cons with him, whether it's on YouTube or what, but from what I understand, Easy e was a straight up dude, man. I mean, you know, I think with business, when somebody is teaching you how business should be, um, you're gonna pick up on it the way that you pick up on it. I think later on, Dr. Dre understood what Easy meant. I think that Ice Cube understood what Easy meant. Dr. Dre was the kind of person, though, that would enrich his artists. Um, uh, but Cube as well. So I think that they picked off of what Easy e taught them. And so he was just a straight up dude. You know what I mean? He, he fed a lot of people 
intellectually about the business and yeah, give it to you cut and dry. And he was willing to admit his mistakes if he ever made any mistakes at that time. It was just, you know, he he really, really, really was a straight up dude. I mean, it was no other way you could really put it. You know, he wasn't a faker. He was strong. Um, he had emotions. He, he felt pain. He felt happiness. And he was just a real person. It's like all of us, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Shout out to uh, Rest in Peace. Easy E, man. And what's next on the agenda for y'all? What what's what what do you got coming up and what does the group got coming up, man? Oh my um the group uh 2024 is when we do the all five live reunion. Um my boys are out there promoting um the brand and doing shows here and there when the when when the world opens back up. Mm-hmm. Um as far as myself. Every Thursday, every Saturday, I got my YouTube channel, Jam TV, where I bring people in, let them see an inside look at what's going on with me and just today. With they, every Thursday, every Saturday for two years, we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, as I just told you, I got the new record that I'm working on, the follow-up to Carbon Monoxide, um, working on a book. Um, um, I, I, uh, my, uh, my life story, I have that written as well. Um, my sons, uh, my kids, Bloodline Harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and soon my wife and I, we're going to be coming out with a record as well. So I'm, I'm booked up, I'm packed. I got documentaries and all kind of really, really good stuff going on. So I stay busy. I stay working. Um, I stay inundated with projects and pet projects as well mm-hmm. as um, things that, that have already been slated to come out. So I'm just constantly staying proactive. And exercising, definitely eating healthy, mm-hmm. uh, pushing the health thing with our people because I know that the immune system is if it's strong, we can fight off anything. Right, so right. Definitely pushing that, and then pushing out togetherness and family and, and kindness and just all that good humanity stuff, you know. Um, and gearing up for twenty thirty. Um, I'm mm-hmm. getting ready for you know ten years from now, mm-hmm. so. I- so that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at in my life, you know? And there's no doubt when that time comes, um, just like now, you're going to be more than influential in 2030. You know, I got the opportunity to uh, meet Lazy out here in Marietta. He was, uh, believe he was with his boys. He was at a gas station, man. Most nicest guy on the planet. I said, man, can can I go? Can can I take a picture with you? He said, "Yeah, man." But my phone had died, so I had to charge it up a little bit. And brother was patient, man. And and so, long story short, I I, I met two of you guys, two two out of the five. And let me tell you, man, you guys are class act. You're a class act, man. And I thank you. I just got one last question for you, busy. Okay. If you could go back and speak to the busy bone, if you can go back into the past and speak to that busy bone that was on first of the month, Notorious Thugs, Crossroads, what would you tell them? You know exactly what you're doing, kid. You know exactly what you're doing. You won. I'm your your later you.